Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If y'all want to see a show, just watch us. That's all you got to do. One game away. Let's go right where I want to every time. Bad news for them. If you keep making those plays, I'm just going to throw it up to you every time. Shooter Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. One game away, like CJ Uzama said, and one, a couple, just a bunch of days away, though. We're still here in New York. Next week, we'll be in Los Angeles doing our show Monday through Friday, leading up to Super Bowl 56. Thanks for choosing us this morning. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Carter is here, and we've got lots to talk about. I love seeing the new uniforms. Did you see them? That was nice. Let's that was nice. take a did, look. Did we have another mistake by... An older person with their cell phone. Did Tony Dungy send out a picture? I saw before? Oh. He leaked it. He leaked it. Yeah. yeah. We had Bill Belichick a couple days ago. Yeah, we got Tony right. Dungy. Commander's thing, too. These guys need to learn how to use Tony these cell was phones. doing the promo shoot, <laughs> tweeted a photo. There were the uniforms. Tony, come on now. There we go. And we'll, we'll get to what you're wearing today in that Vikings Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, blew it. Lots of confidence at the table. Did not happen. Work out. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. You want to see the uniforms? Let's do it. These unis for Super Bowl 56 have been revealed. The home team Bengals chose to wear their black with white pants tweeting out talk about a glow up if you know you know Kyle like them I do there was some Twitter chatter that they were going to stick with the whites because mm. they've been winning in them but I'll, if you're if you're the home team wear the darks I love it always bet on black Pastor 57 visiting Rams in their home stadium will be wearing the white tops with yellow pants let's take a look at these go. okay clean look very clean look this whole thing is immaculate Adams Bringing the heat. We're 10 days away from Super Bowl 56. Our very own James Palmer has the latest on the Bengals' defense. How can they get after Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Palmtrees? 
The Cincinnati Bengals went from 17 sacks last season, dead last in the NFL, to 42, 12th this season. What will be their approach at Matthew Stafford in Super Bowl 56? Because we know he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL when blitzed. Do they have the same approach that they had against Patrick Mahomes, where they dropped eight repeatedly in the second half and rushed him with just three? Because they sacked Mahomes four times in the fourth quarter, rushing just three pass rushers. And the big change has been the addition of Trey Hendrickson, who has the best pressure rate in all of football. And safety Jesse Bates told me recently, he's changed everything with our defense. On film, we can see quarterbacks just getting tired of him hitting them and just trying to get rid of the football. But opposite him, they still have Sam Hubbard, who's playing very well in the postseason. 11 pressures, three sacks, leading the team. If they can get pressure with just three and drop eight against all the talented skill players that LA has, that could give them an opportunity to maybe make some noise defensively like they did in the title game. James, thanks so much. Looking forward to seeing you in person next week. The Bengals have just one player with Super Bowl experience compared to the Rams, who have 10. So there's a bit of a gap there. What is the main thing Cincinnati needs to do to prepare, even this week, going into next week, with all those distractions that are waiting for them in Los Angeles? And let's start with... Who wants to go first? Peter, Peter why don't you go? go? Okay, I'll jump in. He's um, a veteran. I'm a veteran. That's I've been right. there. Let's say yes. 10 players been Super Bowl. I've been to 10. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> Sitting way up there. Um, I would say this. I would say that uh, the most interesting part of this game is that the Bengals are like this come-from-nowhere story. Yeah. And this come-from-nowhere story that we weren't talking about in cool. August. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this before from teams where they have these amazing playoff runs and then they get to the final stage <laughs> The final stage, and it's like, oh, they weren't supposed to be here after all. They weren't. Let me bring up the, one of my favorite teams ever, the 94 Chargers. Sure. It was the league's 75th anniversary season. They go into Pittsburgh and have one of the greatest upsets in playoff history. In Three Rivers, Stan Humphreys and yes. Bobby Ross come in there, and with that kind of pass and that kind of catch, it's Sean Jefferson, it's Tony Martin, and they go in there and they beat the, the Steelers that everyone had already penned in, not penciled, penned into Pen. the Super Bowl. And there was like two weeks. Of, look at this. This is right there. Oh, Gibson knocks it loose. Chargers win. Everyone was like, all right, Chargers, Chargers. Like, they're going to do it. Gonna... And then it was like, all right. First play. Get, get him, call. Jerry. I, I, I wouldn't. I, well, that's Wayne Floyd. I wouldn't want to see this, right? I wouldn't want to see this. It was Wayne Floyd. This was Ricky Waters. It was Jerry Rice. It was all in the first quarter. It was all in the first half. And it was like, all right, Chargers, great story. Yeah. Here they come. Here are the 49ers. And that's what we expect. Can't let that happen. All right, it can't be that the story of the season is we beat Mahomes in Arrowhead. It can't be that we had this awesome playoff run. There needs to be unfinished yeah. business, and that needs to be the goal. And I know that room right now is believing in themselves, and it's all that. Th- but when you say you have one player with Super Bowl experience, a coach who's never been to the playoffs before this year, a franchise that hasn't been there in 33 years, yes. there is a tendency to celebrate Look what we just accomplished. Look what we just did. Look at who we just beat. We just beat Mahomes in Arrowhead. We did it. That's forever. We'll have that. I would hope that this team isn't sitting on their, th- that fact and not focusing on, wait a second, there's still a job to be done. And I find that fascinating because we've seen it in the past where teams make this great run and they get to the Super Bowl and it's like, oh, all right, the other, sh- other shoot Got to hit that in the bud. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, next week you prepare for the Rams if you're the Bengals. This year you prepare for yourself. You prepare psychologically. And I'm on the same page as you. I think the Bengals need to have a little film festival. And, and they're a young team and every older generation is always preaching to the young people, you got to watch this movie. You got to yeah. watch this is a classic. And I was like, shut up. 
you got to watch some of these movies. The ones that Peter showed you, and this one. You want to know another one that's not so old? Show them the story of the 2015 Carolina Panthers. This was really the Bengals in a sense. Yeah. Superstar, young quarterback, magic carpet ride. This Panthers team was the coolest team of the year. And Von Miller, Von Miller, pretty important in this game, said, get the hell off my field. Cam did nothing, no dabbing, no partying, no nothing. This game was over really in the first quarter when when DeMarcus Ware hit him. It was a wrap. Watch this if I'm the Bengals. Watch this Super Bowl, because that could be you. And they felt magical, right? They oh, my God. This was the coolest team of the MVP. decade. Just right. like this year. Cam is Burrow, and it's rucked. You want another one? Show them the story of the 2,000 New York Giants. Mm. 2,000 New York Giants show up against Baltimore. This game is over in 3-2-1. Brian Billick was on our show. He said when Stokely scored, we knew the game was over. That's in the first five minutes. Yeah, now, mind you, Chris Carter, you know this. This Giants team had just won 41 to nothing over the Vikings. They were a sensation. Yeah. Jim Fossil, his team's going to the place. A lot like this Bengals team. They showed up, and the game was too big. The team was too veteran. It was too good. Chris, you know all about it. Mm-hmm. I would sit down all of these young players and be like, guys, get some popcorn, get off the front. We're going to watch these games and see what happened to these versions of us. They showed up and got smoked. Don't be that team. There's a lot of cautionary tales. They're going to need a film festival this week. Tremendous examples of what not should do, what yeah. not to do, and what they should be looking at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys something, because I've had friends. I've never played in the Super Bowl, but I've had friends playing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to go to the Super Bowl and a way not to go. The undefeated New England Patriots, the players at the Super Bowl, complaining about hotel rooms for their family and the distance between where New England was staying mm-hmm. and where the families were staying. These type of things happening. Cincinnati Bengals, Mike Brown. I know you always have a budget. You always have your mind on your wallet. Spend some money. <laughs> Do this the right way. Because you are at a huge disadvantage, not only from the players playing in the game, but all the family members for the Rams, they understand SoFi. They know where L.A. is. They can also utilize the players' housing to have more housing available in L.A. Bengals. Please, I beg you, mm-hmm. do it the right way. Mm-hmm. All right? It's been a magic carpet ride. Spend some money. Okay. All right? Go first class. There's a difference between first class and business class. <laughs> All right? Go first class and give this extraordinary team an opportunity so that we might see their best in SoFi in Super Bowl 56. It's an interesting point, and we'd love to hear from yours, of course, at GMFU. You guys want to hit us up throughout the show. We've got a great show for you. I would say to respond to your film festival, I would yeah. be like, you know, The 2001 Patriots were a cute little team until they took on the juggernaut Rams and beat them. Or the 2013, um, the 2013, I don't know, the 2009 Saints. Like, what was that team before? It was a magical team and then went and did it. Like, teams flipping and can't. So would would you include that in your film festival or not? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think you got to show the ones that did it right. Mm -hmm. You know, the teams that showed up right. Those examples are are, are good, too. The the Patriots were like the scrappy underdog. No one was going to believe they were going to beat. What about the Seahawks 2013 Broncos? Seahawks 2013 Broncos were pissed off. Yeah. Everyone was everyone was on Denver. No one was picking them. Yep, on a mission. There's all different kinds of species. You know, I remember Mike Robb's been here. He's like, oh, we knew we were going to beat Denver. I think there's a lot of heat on the Bengals right now, and that can be dangerous, really dangerous. Even though the Rams are at home, you just beat the Chiefs. I think there's a lot of people on you. Don't let that get to your head. With those two, so there's two columns. Like, there's yeah. all these, you know, magical ride regular season teams, and it either goes the Panthers 2015 season or it goes the 2001 or 2013 Seahawks season. Where do you right now feel like the Bengals go? Because that's kind of what we're deciding, right? Like, what? Ooh. I think it's interesting that, you know, the other one that we didn't talk about was these Sean McVay Rams. They showed mm-hmm. up and did nothing against New England. They weren't ready. Zach Taylor on that staff, correct? 
I mean, he's been there. He's known what that's like, so he can take that example from it. They have one player who's been to the Super Bowl. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Okay, I'll right. do this. One. I'll take one player because even though stories are great, look at the quarterback. Okay. I think the Bengals can be different because they got Joe Cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's what could mm-hmm. turn the tide in the Bengals because they have a special, special mm-hmm. generational type player that if he takes over in this game, that then the, the ending is the type of ending that – we could see happening. Yeah, I can't wait for this game. At GMFU with your thoughts, Mike Garofalo joining us now. Mike, we've got other headlines around the league. Uh, Chris Carter just gave me his. So we got to get to some news here. Former Dolphins head coach yeah. Brian Flores did file a class action lawsuit against the NFL and three teams. What is the latest today? Okay, the reaction uh, from around the league at the Senior Bowl and elsewhere rolling in throughout the last 24 hours or so uh, to Brian Flores, the lawsuit and the allegations made therein. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, certainly an influential owner around the league, spoke in Mobile, Alabama and said that is one area that we can do better, one area of many. But Jones also saying that the league... Uh, certainly has tried to make strides in that area in recent years. But again, Jones saying we could still continue to do better there. Uh, Meanwhile, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, he released a statement uh, acknowledging uh, Flores' allegations, but also denying them vehemently uh, and saying he wanted to defend his, quote, personal integrity. So we expect uh, the Dolphins to continue to say that Flores' allegations, both about the integrity of the game, uh, as well as the allegations of why he was let go, uh, they will continue to defend against them. The league, as Ian Rappaport reported last night, will look into the questions uh, of the integrity of the game. Remember Flores in his lawsuit saying that Stephen Ross uh, brought a free agent quarterback to an accidental meeting uh, before free agency began. Flores walked out immediately. Uh, and also uh, Flores claiming in the lawsuit that Stephen Ross would have incentivized him to lose games so that they could get the number one pick a couple of years ago. So, okay, we continue to monitor the situation. Uh, we will pass along any new information with regard to any league investigation. Uh, or anything else that comes of this situation. And a lot of people are chiming in. Thank you so much, Garofalo, for the update. The Fritz Pollard Alliance is involved with each team as part of the hiring process this year. They have been calling for improvements and changes for years and years. And here's what they said about Flores' lawsuit. Brian Flores' lawsuit is just the latest dramatic call to action for the NFL and its team owners. Men and women of color in the NFL community have long known that the odds of advancing in the coaching ranks and in the front office are stacked against them. The Fritz Pollard Alliance supports Coach Flores and others in their effort to level the playing field for men and women of color. Now, we do have Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, who also responded, saying, with regards to the allegations being made by Brian Flores, I am a man of honor and integrity and cannot let them stand without responding. I take great personal exception to these malicious attacks, and the truth must be known. His allegations are false, malicious, and defamatory. We understand that there are media stating that the NFL intends to investigate his claims and we will cooperate fully. I welcome that investigation and I am eager to defend my personal integrity. 
and the integrity and values of the entire Miami Dolphins organization from these baseless, unfair, and disparaging claims. The words of Dolphins owner Stephen Ross there. As we flip it to break, and we will be back, we've got a big, fun show. We'll talk a little Shrine Bowl. We'll talk a little Odell Beckham Jr. We're talking rookie honors, who was snubbed Mm -hmm. for NFL honors. It's all next. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is SoFi Stadium, home of Super Bowl 56, where great plays will turn players into legends. So many of my heroes played in the NFL. I can still remember watching Lynn Swan in Super Bowl 10, flying through the air like my man was wearing a jetpack. And Eric Dickerson? <laughs> that dude was capital F fast. And then there was Detroit's Billy Sims, my hometown hero who could just juke and jive like no other. And when he scored a touchdown, my man had the dance moves to match. They were the greatest players of their day. And I would have given anything to see them all in the same room. Well, there is one place where all the greatest players will be gathering to celebrate this season. A place where they'll be honored for their skills, their strengths, and their hearts, both on and off the field. The NFL Honors. Join us Thursday, February 10th on ABC. That's right. Next Thursday, right here on NFL Network, awards will be given out at NFL Honors, including Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year awards. I love when those guys show up on the red carpet. They're so excited. There's so many mm-hmm. stars and Hall of Famers and celebrities. It's great fun. So the awards aside, I'd like to know which rookie you feel was most valuable to their team this season. 
Uh, a guy who I'm very happy to say won't be at NFL Honors. How cool is this? That mm-hmm. Jamar Chase in his rookie season <laughs> is already at that spot where it's like, now, I got a game to play on Sunday. <laughs> I'm busy. And That's he will cool. be. And Jamar Chase was outstanding for them. I think it was the greatest rookie season we've seen in recent years. I would put it up against Randy Moss. Chris, you were on our show a couple weeks ago, and you said you would actually say Jamar's achievements might surpass Moss based on external factors like who Randy had on the team and what the Vikings were all about and how the Bengals sort of came out of nowhere this year. And this guy put up these numbers. He beat his college teammate from LSU, Justin Jefferson, for the all-time record. And when it mattered most, in the biggest game of the entire season, he put up 11 catches for 266 and three touchdowns in a game that not only won them division, but gave them a lot of confidence going into Arrowhead, which ended up being an even bigger upset in the AFC Championship game. Jamar Chase, there's not enough words we can say for a guy. Top five pick, and he not only lived up to the billing, he exceeded them. He was the most valuable rookie for me. Totally helped change this franchise and change the face of the NFL. Now we're talking about the Bengals in the Super Bowl. It might be the most fun category at honors, too, because it's very tight. Like, I remember when... um Saquon won it over mm-hmm. Baker, and no one knows to know where it was going to go. And like Baker was not pleased when they said Saquon, and it was Odell who introduced it. It was a cool scene. Tough to follow the Jamar Chase uh, infomercial, yeah. Peter. I mean, but I'm going to throw it at Mac Jones. Mac Jones plays quarterback yeah. in this league, and it's very, very difficult. And in his rookie season, Mac Jones was the quarterback of the playoff team. Mac Jones was the quarterback of a team that at one point ripped off seven wins in a row, and he does it in front of the banners, and he does it with mm-hmm. McDaniel's, and he does it with Belichick, and. Jamar Chase is an absolute Ferrari sensation. It's it's incredible. Mac Jones, we didn't know if he was going to play this year. We had no idea. Is it going to be Cam Newton again? What are they going to do? I thought it was – listen, the thing bottomed out at the end of the year. He played his best football about halfway, three-quarters of the way through, and there's a lot to build on. But the fact that he stepped in and said, no big deal, I'm going to go from Saban to Belichick to Foxborough to the playoffs at quarterback in 2022 is pretty awesome. We got some sensational rookies. I mean, they put together – Seasons that we'll be talking about for a long time. For me, I'm going to go to Big D. We got, and I thought Micah Parsons, the way mm. he played, because I could argue he played three or four different positions this year. Yeah. And to be phenomenal off the edge. Now, he opted out with COVID his last year. And without playing contact football, it's easier for wide receivers because we can get out. We can throw the ball with the yep. quarterback. But the overall physicality, the way he dominated the line of scrimmage, all right, played defensive end. Played outside linebacker, played inside linebacker, dropped into coverage. I mean, he did some phenomenal things. One player in the last 25 years, 80 tackles, 10 sacks. Mm. That's one of one the last 25 years. Special, special season. He brought some bite back to that defense. I'm glad DQ is coming back. Mm -hmm. So for his second year, he can add on to that Dallas defense. Micah Parsons, sensational. His competition, I think, defensively is Patrick Sertan. I was looking at this list, and the producers this morning were like, who who was the most valuable rookie to their team? And I just, Najee, right away. Najee's not, why is he snubbed off this list? Najee is not a candidate Mm. for offensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase, who is the runaway, Creed Humphrey, Rashawn Slater, two offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and that quarterback you mentioned in Mac Jones. I just think we need a moment. Mm-hmm. He should definitely be on the list. To talk about his value. He dragged this team into the playoffs, if you ask me. 74 catches this year, leading not rookie running backs, all running backs. We mm-hmm. talked about it a lot. 381 touches. He was on his way, Kyle, to putting up 1,700 yards. He had 10 touchdowns, but he's not getting love in this category. I'm really confused. It is strange. And if anybody needs clarity on his contributions... Just watch Ben at the end of the season. Like, it was weekend at Bernie's, and he was propping him up. That's exactly. Yeah. He was Jonathan Silverman or Andrew McCarthy holding him up on the beat. Ben had no disrespect, but yeah, yeah. of course not. It's just yeah, nothing. And not, imagine being a running back, and you're like, 
They know this guy's not going to pass. All right, give me the ball for the 50th time. Yeah. It's tough. It's Juju tough. hurt most of the season. Yeah. Receiving core, inconsistent. Yeah. Didn't fumble once the entire season. <gasps> I didn't even say that, Trace. That's Bad. the best one. So, yeah. to me, I know he maybe didn't have a better season than Jamar Chase, but he's playoffs. right there. Oh, yeah. All right. Abs- no, absolutely. It's great. great rookie season. Get him on the Tough. list. Write him in. Tough. Sick of hearing right all these offensive linemen Two saying, offensive linemen. We don't get enough yeah. credit. Sean O'Hara, you willed Creed Humphrey. Literally. You know, Joe Thomas, you willed Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Get Najee on that list. Yeah, better. Hey, bro. Hey. Said it. Not too many opportunities to go up there and get that. Hey, we went up there. Go get that, bro. Go get that. Hey, we talked about all this Mexico. We talked about all that Mexico. Hey, you remember all them? We talking all that? And I told you, we sat down in that room, and I said, hey, you're going to be the greatest receiver to ever do this. And I sat here and told you that between me and you, don't ever let nobody tell you nothing different, bro. Go get you a ring, bring that back home, and handle business. I love you. Yep. Gotta love them both. That was an incredible moment. I'm so glad we got to uh, share in that. And now Jamar Chase is playing in a Super Bowl in his first year in the NFL. And those two, of course, played together uh, at LSU. So, Chris, our Hall of Famer here at the breakfast table, you played in the conference championship game before you and your team fell short. So what do you make of Clyde Edwards-Alaire there? Well, we are a fraternity. There's only been 28,000 men ever played this game in over 100 years. There's only 12,000 of us that played more than four years. So they realize that the time is precious. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these relationships come before you get into pros. And you realize that. When we lost to the Atlanta Falcons in 1998, one of the greatest teams ever, one of the greatest offenses ever, one of the secondary members of the Falcons was my college roommate, William White. Hmm. So for me, after the game, yes, I could have sat there, commiserated. I was very, very disappointed. That was year 12. I didn't know if I was going to ever get back to that. But I had to realize how important it was for my friend. And I congratulated him, hoped that they would get it done against the Denver Broncos. But these relationships, they they last a lifetime. And we know once the game is over with, it's precious. Now, for Chase, he, he was a little caught in the moment. He needs to tell his buddy, hey, I'm mic'd up. <laughs> and Clyde Hilaire is so small, he was trying to duck, but he was speaking right into the microphone. So that made it, that made it Loud and clear. adorable. But you would be shocked of how we really pull for those who are playing. And we know how precious those Super Bowl rings are and hard to come up. Clyde Hilaire doesn't have one. He played in one, but he doesn't have a Super Bowl championship. He got there the year after yeah. Kansas City won it. But great, great moment captured there. Um, very, very, yeah, it, it's it's a fraternity. Mm-hmm. You could throw Burrow in there. They were all teammates, mm-hmm. Darrell Williams included, number yeah. 31. And they'll be going to play the Rams where Odell's an LSU guy, where Andrew Whitworth is an LSU guy. LSU is being represented very well in these playoffs. I, I look at Jamar Chase, though, and they're saying you could be the greatest ever. Tony Dorsett won the Heisman, okay, was the rookie of the mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and then won a Super Bowl in his first year in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know if outside of Tony Dorsett there's been a better rookie season where it's like success on the team level, too, than what this guy's having. If Jamar Chase comes out of this with a Lombardi Trophy, an Offensive Rookie of the Year award, and was the fifth overall pick, it might be the greatest rookie season we've seen from a non-quarterback since Tony Dorsett. But Trakes, he can't catch the ball. He's dropping the ball. Can't catch the ball, though. Dropping the ball. I'm team Penny Sewell still to this day. (laughs) I think it's still impressive these young guys in their 20s were in Mexico talking about winning Super Bowls and being the greatest ever. I mean, that's... And we had just seen Justin Jefferson... Right? You know what I'm saying? They just came after that? Yeah. But what you said, Chris, it always strikes me this time. These young guys don't understand 
how hard that they may never get back. Mm. They may never get, Clyde Edwards-Alaire played last year in that game. He played well. He may never get back. Dan Marino never got back. Aaron Rodgers has never gotten back. you got to win it now. The, brightest, the future is bright for Jamar Chase. You don't know. You may never be back. The now is so powerful with these guys. Go get it. That connection with him and Joe Burrow is really yeah. powerful. We're going to be making picks at some point on this show. Do we have any cool guests coming on next week from L.A.? I think we have tons. I think we have lots what of guests. Something? I saw Troy Aikman's coming on, which is awesome. I saw Ron Rivera's joining us for oh, two yeah. full segments. Yeah. The commander's coach? Charles That'll Woodson. Oh, we've got to bring out bring our whiskey with us. got to bring our whiskey. Yeah. L.A. Love it. Maybe, you know. <laughs> I'm early. available by, via Zoom. How cool is this? Bengals and Rams, two four seeds, are going to the Super Bowl. Both teams have their separate journeys. We thought today and tomorrow we'd break it down in a segment called Building a Champion. Okay. Let's start with the Bengals in the AFC today. Going to focus on a team that went from nowhere to somewhere really fast. And here are the three big things the Bengals have done to build an AFC champion. Let's start off with the first one. We go with the hiring of Zach Taylor as number one on this list. At the time, was met with shrugs, was met with some questions, <clears throat> and early on, things were not going well after he came in. We talked about this. A rough start. Let's look at the, the, the stats here. Up until week 14 of 2020, what was going on? And, and maybe let's check out what that looks like. Are you serious? 4, 24, and 1? They played the Cowboys week 14 of 2020. Last year. They lost. Zach Taylor went up and had a press conference with everyone calling for his head. Take a listen to what he said. Believe in what we're doing. I think that's the most important thing. And that may be hard for people to believe given our track record of wins and losses. Um, but there will be unbelievable days ahead and and I'll remember these days, you know, and I think uh, a lot of people will forget them when, when we're playing for championships and playing for division titles and you're seeing great things on the field from our guys. But um, I know we just got to weather the storm and get through it and um, look forward to the great days ahead. They've weathered the storm. Check it this now. We saw it before 424-1. Check out the Bengals since that week and what Zach Taylor's team has done. They were 424-1. They won a couple games to end up the season. And now they've been 15-8 since, averaging 26 a game. And now they're in the Super Bowl. That includes the playoffs. Talk about one of the great turnarounds. To all the different owners and presidents out there, two years, sure. But maybe you stick with that guy for that third year and see how things turn around. Because that's number one, the hiring and keeping of Zach Taylor. Number two, you have to nail the draft. And that is exactly what they did. There was concern going into the 2019-2020 season. What's Joe Burrow going to do? And going into that 2020 draft, there was talk that Joe Burrow might not want to be a Cincinnati Bengal. Mm. So we went back in the archives. Combine 2020, right before the pandemic. I spoke with Zach Taylor at the Combine. Let's take a listen to what he said. I think anybody who's been around our coaching staff and our players will want to be a part of what we're going to accomplish. And, uh, you know, we we learned from everything that happened last year, but but there's great days ahead for the Cincinnati Bengals. And everyone who steps inside of our building believes that. These players are going to believe it when they're around us. The free agents will believe it when we get a chance to talk to those guys. And uh, so it's an exciting time to be a Bengal. 
exciting time to be at Bangle. Burrow eventually comes. He doesn't kick and scream. He says, I'll go there. And not only does he not kick and scream, he embraces it. Remember, Athens, Ohio native. His father was a very successful football coach himself. State of Ohio guy. Goes to there, and now he's the, the fortunate son. And look at the other guys they got. T. Higgins in the second round. Logan Wilson in the third round. This year, Chase in the first round. Evan McPherson in the fifth round. We can mention guys like, like Jack Carmen, and then of course we've got Tyler Sheldon who are coming, but these are five guys who play a huge role. They were drafted in the last two years. The final piece of the puzzle for the Bengals was finally spending some money in free agency. This is a team that has not done this. They spent money right in free agency. For years, Cincinnati just wasn't a player when it came to free agent acquisitions. This year, they swung and they hit. The names are innumerable. It starts with number 91, Trey Hendrickson, but it goes right down the list. Larry Ojanobi has been fantastic inside. Then you have DJ Reader, who got broke off last year and is now playing at high level. Mike Hilton had the biggest play of that Tennessee Titans playoff game. Yeah. Free agent. All right, Von Bell has been Johnny on the spot all season, has the interception here that is knocked by Jesse Bates. Free agent. Talk about Chidobia Wuzier, talk about Eli Apple. You go down the list, all of these players have played huge roles and they were all free agent acquisitions. How do you build a champion? You have a good coaching staff, which they do. You draft well, and then most importantly, you spend money the right way so you're not just swimming in salary cap issues. There is a culture here, and it is not overnight. As much as we want to say this is an overnight sensation, this is a three-year process. They have nailed it. That's how you build a champion. Guys, what do you think? And there's, Go ahead, Chris. there's some other hidden ingredients in between the one and two. Zach Taylor hires one of his friends who he met at Texas A&M, wide receiver who I played with in Minnesota, Blitnikoff Award winner. His name is Troy Walters. Mm-hmm. The last two years, he has been the wide receiver coach. So a lot of times, uh, Chase is struggling. They have a seasoned NFL veteran, great coach, to be able to bring him out of that funk so that we get the good results. Peter, give us a little taste of how Zach Taylor's feeling right now for the biggest game of his life. Good. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Right. Let's go. But not done yet. Not uh-huh. done. Uh-huh. Like like the case point. They Nothing to lose. The Super Bowl to lose. This is it, though. They, they are feeling good, and they don't yeah. feel like there's any pressure on them right now at all. I like what you showed because it's not lightning in a bottle, and it isn't magic. It is mm. decision-making over several years to build a roster that, by the way, isn't going away after this year. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. One of the gentlemen who is in contention for MVP at least it's Tom Brady. Guys, he just retired. We've all been covering and watching it for 22 years. We think we know everything about Brady. And yet we also remember that over the summer, Brady said on HBO's The Shop that 90% of what he says to the media is a lie. 90%. That was his quote. So in that spirit, let's separate Brady fact from Brady fiction in a new game called TB or BS. TB or BS. Not subtle at all. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to present you a statement about Tom Brady. Using the paddles, showcase paddles, please. Using your paddles, you're going to say, I think that's a true statement. That's TB. Uh, Kyle, you made up that nonsense. That is BS with an angry face of Tom Brady. Here we go, guys. We'll keep score. This is competitive. Here we go. Is this real or is it made up? Number one, Tom Brady, recently retired, made his film debut as computer geek number one in the 2003 movie Stuck on You. TB or BS Peter? I know him and Matt Damon have a very, very good relationship. Mm -hmm. Damon even said he no longer roots for the Patriots. He just roots for Brady. (laughs) But I don't remember him. I remember him in Ted. I don't remember him in that. I'm going to say no-do. He wouldn't have done that in 2003. Okay. No-go. Chris? Um, I don't have a whole bunch of information to be able to grab on this Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm going to go with BS okay. because I haven't heard it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Brady tidbits I'm aware of. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, and, and then our insider, I'm cheating, and went like college. When in doubt, look about. Sure. I looked over. <laughs> <laughs> Tradition oldest time at this table. I strangely did some research about Tom Brady's um, acting career recently because I interviewed Mark Wahlberg yesterday. We mm. talked about, t- not Ted, Ted 2, Ted where two. he was in that mm. one. And I asked him about Ted 3. Now that he's free, is he going to be, a t- and he gave me a poker face, and it made me think there was going mm. to be a Tom Brady cameo in a Ted Ted 2 movie, but I'm going to say BS because this would have come up in my people control room. BS, BS, BS. Uh, In reality, in 2003, in the role of computer geek number one, Tom Brady. What? Tom Brady. Guys, he was in this movie, and we don't have the picture, but here's the best part. He was also in it with teammate at the time, Lawyer Malloy, and they're two computer (laughs) geeks. Stuck on You is a movie about conjoined twins with Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. And check this out. Brady wore a nose ring in the role, and his cameo involved him being called over by Lawyer Malloy's character to show him zooming in on Cher's character's butt. That is a real <laughs> thing. It was about Cher, and they're like, wow, that's Cher. It's a nose ring. It's a crazy Google. Tom Brady, stuck on you. Fairly Brothers, Rhode Island Brothers. guys. Yes, absolutely, and they put him in there. Young guy, Brady. All right, so you guys are over because you all said BS. Okay. Next question. Tom Brady's high school yearbook quote was, quote, I don't care what anything was designed to do. I only care what it can do. And that is from the movie Apollo 13. Chris, TB or BS? Mm, 
kind of threw me off on this one because the first one was true. So we got to have some BS, especially coming from you. I know it smells a little. But I'm going to go with, I don't know if this is real Tom Brady because his eyes are crooked. Mm-hmm. Is this early? And then he got something done to him? I, it, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to go TB. Yes. yes. You think that's his real high school year? Yes. Um, Kay Adams. I'm going to say... It's so. It would be almost too weird of a pull for you for this to not be true. This is, in fact, true. Apollo 13. I don't think the quotes, I mean, I, I get it, but I don't know how it applies to him. But yes, I think that's true. I'm going to say BS. I'm going to say he was in college when Apollo 13 came out. He was doing a lot of other things. I don't think he was memorizing movie lines from Tom Hanks and Ed Harris. I'm going to say BS. Whoa, okay. Um, Apollo 13 came out in 1995, the same year Tom Brady graduated from high school, and yet this is BS. This is made up. BS. Tom Brady's actual quote, if you want to play with the big boys, you got to learn to play in the tall grass. That was Brady's quote when he came out. Out of nowhere, also of note in his uh, yearbook entry, you know how you do football, one through four, basketball. He was in the trivia club from his freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years. Who knew? Uh, something called Fryer 4, too. Guys, BS that was. Do we have any scores, stage manager Dan? One for Peter Schrager nice. taking a commanding lead as we get into this one's. This is my favorite question of this whole segment. All right, TB or BS? Is this real about Brady or not? Tom Brady is fifth all time in receiving yards <laughs> for players over 40 years old with six yards <laughs> receiving. Is that TB or BSK Adams. I want that to be true. Let's go, Tom Brady. Tom Brady with six yards is fifth all time in the 40 plus circuit for receiving yards. Peter, what do you got? Cracking my brain for all the different players who would get receiving yards that are over 40. Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, I'm going to say it's got to be true. There's such, I mean, unless Vinny Testaverde had some you know, yeah. amazing performances, I'm going to say true. Okay. I'm going to go with true, but I'm, a, I'm more concerned about that one pass that he didn't get. Yeah, the one fair. off the fingertips that he didn't have the jets to be able to get to. I think because his eyes are like six millimeters apart. These eyes are killing me. I'm, I'm gonna go, they need to do something about that. <laughs> that can be arranged probably. All right. Uh, Tom Brady, guys, 40-year-old, 40-plus-year-old guys receiving the ball. He is not yeah, Jerry. fifth all time. He's second. Look at this. This is the list. Are you kidding me? Jerry Rice, 2100. Brady, six. Favre, minus two. Those are the only people who have caught passes over 40 years old. Chris, what do you think of that? Jerry just caught a slant last week and went 70 yards. I know. And watch Brady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's six yards. That is six yards. Hard earned, 40 plus. Edelman's going to get it and throw a jump pass as Brady sneaks out. This is way back 2018. Yep. Looks it all the way in. And now look, so he gets his six yards, which makes him second all time on that list. He caught one on the sideline the other day. That should have counted for this. Did you have to put Brett Favre's negative two on there? Negative two. (laughs) You know what would be great? If we had like a Madden all-star where we had that clip and then we brought back the Peter clip of Sean Taylor having him stumble and have Sean Taylor. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Do that. We should have done that. Guys, through three questions, we have one point scored. You guys, your brains are in a pretzel. Peter only has one point. Here we go. TB or BS? Tom Brady purchased an 11th floor luxury Manhattan apartment in 2017, but decided he had to be on the 12th floor like his jersey number, 12. TB or BS, Peter? Absolutely true. True. That makes a lot of sense. People are unlucky with the 13th floor, but Mm -hmm. the 12th floor, it's all him. If I'm going to buy a, a, you know, X amount of million dollars and I can choose, put it on my jersey number. I'm going to say true. And I'm going to say 
TB. It's probably a beautiful apartment. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the building itself has an 82-foot lap pool that, in here. That's incredible. Nice. Yeah, uh, Chris. Nice. Tom Brady, you see him yelling? He's yelling at the manager. I don't care anything about those numbers. Unless it got to do with Super Bowl. I'm on 11th. That's cool. How much does that cost? You want more for 12? I'm going to stay on 11. I'm going to go BS on Okay. You. Okay. I think 12 is too low. He's on the 12th floor That's of any building. Point. He's 12th floor. I look, no, he, he's up there, way up there. And, uh, yeah, this is not even close. 2017, initially purchased a $20 million 11th floor apartment, toured the building, and told the manager I would like to move to the 12th wow. floor oh like my, my jersey God. number. This is a real thing. He and Giselle, uh, page six source said, perhaps Tom is superstitious or perhaps in honor of the Super Bowl win, blah, blah, blah. This did happen. He chose 12 instead of 11, like uh, Brady over Bledsoe back in the Patriots back in the day. Yeah. And I hear it's an incredible place. Exercise. They got a squash court in this building. Sounds lovely. Peter, your building have a squash court? No. Adams, Chris, any squash in your domiciles? No squash. That's no in my squash. fridge. All right. So, right. <laughs> Thanksgiving time. Do we have the score? Two points for Peter. Zero and zero. Yes. All right. Question number five. This is a wheelhouse. Okay. Tom Brady hosts Saturday Night Live. It happened. 2005. TB or BS, though. He appeared in a sketch with Horatio Sanz called Tom Brady's Sushi City. Is that TB or BS, Chris? Listen, <laughs> I got no chance here. <laughs> I, I, I'm going with what the heck. You think he hosts and there's a sketch yeah. called Sushi and City. And I'm upset because this picture, I saw him at the, at the gala. <laughs> His eyes were fixed. Somebody do something about this. <laughs> this is an imposter here. Maybe that's why I retired. Who knows? What do you think, Kay? This question isn't for you and I. This question is only for Peter. I'm trying to this my brain. one because he's the one who watches SNL. I'm going to say BS just to go counter to you, but nice. this, is, this question is for you. It is. Yes. All right, Peter, I want you to know, uh, just because you're an expert in this, 2005, the musical guest was Beck. Okay. Tom Brady, Beck. Did he perform a sketch called Tom Brady's Sushi City with Horatio Sanz. This is after Odelay for Beck. This is a second album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, and you, maybe you put, because you know I love Horatio Sanz. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't remember this skit. I do not remember Sushi City, no. Tom Brady and Horatio Sanz were featured in a sketch called Tom Brady's Falafel City. That was BS! <laughs> okay. I made it up! I made it up, Kay, you're on the board. <laughs> wow! Uh, and we got Maya Rudolph and, and Seth, Seth. Young and Seth Meyers. And, and there they are. Fuller. Yes, how about it? And apparently it was one of those sketches where Horatio Sounds kept breaking character and they kept laughing. Uh, Brady also was a lounge singer where he played a Kenny G.S. saxophonist. He was, I uh, watched this whole episode. Oh, yeah. There's, one of the things that went viral, there was an office sexual harassment digital short in which Brady went for it. Um, <laughs> But that was BS completely. What do we got for the score? Two, two, one, and zero. All right, so this is the money ball here. Last question. I got points. Yes, we're two points. Kay, you can win this if you get it right. TB or BS? Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, worked in security for the Ann Arbor Summer Festival in 1996. Is that TB or BS Adams? I mean, so he was a freshman in college? No, he was a... The middle year there. What year was this? 1996? 1996. Didn't you just say 1998? He was a high school senior. No, five. 1995. Yes. I'm going to say it's true. You think he worked at security just, at Summerfest? I could see it happening, of course. It adds to his underdog story. Six-round pick. We get it, yes. Who performed at Summerfest in Ann Arbor? Do we have Peter, I wish that was on my card. Was that Lit, it? Probably. Seven
Sean O'Hara has been on the show several times. He always talks with us non-ironically, very earnestly, that like he worked the door at a bar and like, yes. Creed played. Yeah. And it was really cool to meet Scott Stapp. And we're waiting like for the laugh, but it was very serious. He actually, go to school? Uh, Rutgers. Rutgers. He's a Rutgers Rutgers. jersey right. guy. Yeah. I'm going to say, oh, Chris is going that like Michigan football players would not be... <laughs> I love Chris's take. I'm saying That's it's true. Take. Chris, give me your take being an actual football player at one of those monster Talk schools. To me. Uh, let me tell you something. When you're on scholarship at those schools in the Big Five, those summer jobs are plenty cushy. Uh-huh. I was painting lines, and they wasn't straight in the parking garage, making about $17.50 an hour. <laughs> now, if I wanted to make $22 an hour, I could work at the trunking company. But you were on call. One time, the trucking company called me around 7 o'clock on Friday. My boys are in the background. We're already partying. It's like, hey, can you do the 11 o'clock shift? I said, bro, the party's already started. All right? So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with BS because I know those jobs are a little more cushy than, than that. I, I'm, you make some money in the summer. Maybe we have discovered the difference between Ohio State and Michigan because in the summer of 96, Tom Brady worked as a park security manager in Ann Arbor at oh, the summer festival. A, that is true. They didn't think he was a baller. Right. They didn't think he was a baller. I know, it's very different. For your, well, that is his resume, was, which right? includes uh, Merrill Lynch. Maybe that's more of what Chris is talking Supervisor okay. at the golf course. Sales okay. rep for the Polo Fields Golf there we go. Country Club. <laughs> you know what, Chris? I think it's when he finally became a starter after Brian yeah. Greasy yeah. left. Yep. Yep. I think he got the better job. Look at that. Michigan held him back his whole career. I think. You know what, Chris? Even <laughs> in the summer internship, Peter Strager for the win with four points hitting the money ball. Park security at Summerfest to the greatest player of all time. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 